Good morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on a Deal Breakers Thursday. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. You can also watch our show on Twitch and on YouTube as well. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago and also on YouTube as well. Rick Morrissey this morning cap in the Chicago Sun-Times wrote a piece entitled No Pressure, but Ryan Pohl's legacy is on the line with looming Bears decision. Boy, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Because he's, uh, Morrissey says, better for the GM to draft USC's Caleb Williams at quarterback than to gamble on Justin Fields improving. Now again, the opinions are are dizzying across the country regarding what the Bears should do because it's a really big decision for Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles' legacy, still a young GM in the league, has a number of ways to go about this, and we've documented them a lot on the show. But ultimately, I just want what's right for the Bears, and they've got to be able to realize where they are deficient. As you've laid out, look at the NFC North and look at what Green Bay and Detroit have done. They're in the playoffs, firmly in the playoffs, winning their first-round matchups. Okay, so where are the Bears in all that? And so this is why this offseason could tell a greater story than we could ever tell about what Poles has to do to get this better. This is, the as Rick wrote, and I've been saying this to you for months, a legacy-defining decision. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep Justin and pass on Caleb, and Caleb becomes the next Mahomes or whoever, and Justin doesn't get you where you want to go, you're getting fired. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Now, if Justin gets you there anyway, no one cares what Mah- what uh, Caleb becomes, Mahomes or otherwise. If you draft Caleb and Justin balls out somewhere and your guy busts, you're getting fired. For whatever reason, you're getting fired. So to whom much is given, much is expected, as Waddle always says. He has got to weigh everything in this decision financials also factor into this. You get a five-year rookie deal with Caleb Williams, you got to pick up Justin's fifth-year option two days after this draft in May. Mm-hmm. And then after that year, you either have to tag him at whatever it is, $40 million, or sign him to a, how much? $180, $200, whatever it is. Somewhere in there. Somewhere between Daniel Jones and uh, Kyler Murray. Correct. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. Crazy money. Well, you can't pay him that money unless he earns that money, and he hasn't to this point. So they're going to do all their homework on Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy and Drake May and Caleb Williams. And, Cap, the offensive coordinator. See, we don't expect any offensive, you know, uh, wizardry coming from Matt Eberflus because ultimately he's a defensive coordinator. He has no I mean... Does he know football? Yes. Does he know offense? No. He's a defensive coordinator. This is why the OC position is so important. Who would you say that the Bears are talking to now that's, re- that's reported as of late? Yeah, Jeremy Fowler just re- tweeted this 28 minutes ago. Bears have requested to interview Marcus Brady for their offensive coordinator position. Brady is currently on the Eagles staff, was the OC in Indianapolis under Frank Reich. Cap, this can't just be a guy. I'm not saying that that's who he is. I'm just saying, like, you know how important this is? I mean, so as as far as importance is concerned, it's who the quarterback is going to be, Justin Fields and or Caleb Williams or someone from the draft. It's the offensive coordinator that has to work with said quarterback. 
The offensive line, because you've got to shore that up. You just can't throw anybody in there, as we well know. Bears have tried it for years, just throwing just big bodies in there to try to protect the quarterback. It has to be an iron gate, five guys that are tied together, hopefully blessed with good health. From there, someone on the defensive line, because as much as I thought the defense improved, there could be a lot more improvement trying to get to the quarterback. So that three technique is important. You got to lock in Jalen Johnson. You still need more depth on the defensive line, I believe, as well. Your linebackers is the only thing that's sound. Whereas I feel good about all three linebackers. And the secondary's good, but now you got to lock in Johnson. We'll see what happens with Eddie Jackson. So, still a lot of work to do. A ton of work to do. Uh, the, the guy that they're going to interview now is uh, Marcus Brady. Yeah. So, Marcus Brady. Uh, went to he was undrafted as a player, coached in the CFL, three different teams. Oh, and in fact, he was he he worked for Mark Trustman with the Montreal Alouettes. He was their O coordinator in 2012. Nobody wants to hear that around here. So <laughs> he then went <laughs> gap. Right. That'll be all. He was the wide receivers coach under Trustman Holy cow. in Montreal. Okay. He was the OC under Trustman in Montreal. He then went to, when Trustman left, he did not bring him to Chicago. He went to be the OC of the Toronto Argonauts. He then went to the Colts as the assistant quarterback coach, promoted a quarterback coach, and then was given the offensive coordinator position before the 21 season. He was fired midway through the 22 season. Yeah, that'll be all. And then he's been an offensive consultant, not a position coach with the Eagles. Uh-huh. So, there you have it. Yep. So, did you get this kid's resume? Yeah, let's take a look at it. CFL, huh? Smells like Trustman, walks like Trustman. It's Trustman. Next. Wow. So, what happens to the Eagles offensively? They struggled this year mightily. But they, he was there for the Super Bowl run last year. How so. much are we willing to assign the Eagles' struggles to Jalen Hurts' knee injury and whatever was going on with his finger? And part of it, part it's of all it. part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of their coordinators. Both their like Matt Patricia kick rocks. You know how I feel. And right. Brian Johnson, I think, did a horrible job all season. I told you that all year. Even when he was apparently a hot name in head coaching circles, I said I would never hire that guy. You know how the NFL works, though, Shay. You can get the stink off of you by just going to a different program. Yeah, or being friends with someone. Yeah, that helps. The old, the uh, the network still works for sure. Brock Heward, a Fox College football analyst, was on with Wadlin Sylvie. Brock works with uh, Jason Benetti. Been watching him all fall. Does a great job. Was doing sports talk in Seattle for a long, long time. Brock Hewer was talking about what the Bears should do with the number one pick. This is from his college football eyes. Your team should be built in the image of the Baltimore Ravens. There's a reason for 40 years it's been hard to play quarterback because that's a tough place to throw the ball. And I, you, you, you've built a, a pretty terrific defense. But, you know, to me, that is Bully Ball 101. That environment should be Bully Ball 101. You should play to your environment and your surroundings and get back to being the biggest, nastiest bully on the block. And this is a draft that is loaded, loaded with offensive linemen. And I don't know all your needs like you guys do. You know it up close and personal. You see it. You've lived with some of the struggles and the mediocrity. 
But it sure appears to me you got a defensive-minded head coach that's got a lot of his defensive pieces in place. Now go capitalize like crazy on this draft capital you have to build that bully. Tight end, tackle, guard, running back. I think in Justin Fields, you've got an amazing dual-threat guy. So tell me why that team can't be built in the image of that team out in Baltimore. That's not a rare opinion. Uh, you can hear that interview its entirety on the Waddle and Sylvie tab of the ESPN Chicago app. Cap, that's not a rare opinion, especially for those who played the game or analyzed. They, they, there are many that believe that Justin Fields still has great football left in him. He just needs a better infrastructure, that he needs to continue to grow with the Bears. You heard it there, the Baltimore system. Like, wait a minute. I know that Justin can, uh, he can run with the football and he has a big arm. What about the in-between? What about the in-between? Because the intangibles also matter as a quarterback in this league, does it not? They all matter. Everything matters. But I would challenge Brock to tell me, because you're going to play tape in a minute, he's effusive in his praise of Caleb Williams. If he had done the rest of that interview with Mark and Tommy and had said, yeah, he's not what you think he is. He's not this. He's selfish. He's not a great athlete. He didn't say any of that. He said, oh, he's a great kid. Everybody treats everybody the right way. He's generous. He can make all the throws. He's elite, elite, elite athlete. Like, he was effusive in his praise. Well, what everybody likes is just a playmaking ability and movement skills in and around the pocket that are just silly. And I also had Lamar Jackson, his very first start, and I remember Petrino at that time telling me, I don't know what this kid's going to do, but you've never seen somebody run like he can, and it's just a different gear. And, and then they played, I believe, Florida State, and he was running away from them. And I was like, this dude's just different. You see Caleb, he's just different. His strength, you know, his, as I said, his power, you, you're going to see him at the combine in his shorts. I don't know, he'll probably not run or do much there, but when you see him, you're just like, man, this guy is an un, a truly, I mean, he's an elite, elite, elite athlete. And there's great athletes coming out. Jaden Daniels is a great athlete. You know, there have been great athletes. This dude is an elite athlete, and that's why he can just make those guys look so silly on a football field, no matter who's rushing them. Harder to do with grown men, harder to do in the NFL, harder to do with less space, the hash marks and everything that just condenses everything into a, a phone booth. But that is his going-away talent. The, the, the learning curve is, is just going to be playing on time and rhythm. Thoughts there from Brock Heward. Yeah, the picture that he paints right there, if that's what Ryan Poles takes away from all this and he checks all the off-field boxes, I believe they're taking the kid. I do. Mm -hmm. When you add in a rookie contract and the amount of money you could spend on other players, sign me up. Let's go. If he doesn't check the boxes, then stay with what you got. That's why... He has a legacy-defining decision. Justin Fields pretty much pieced out at the end of uh, his time with the the Bears last season, this this past season. You know, it's it's uh, he kind of thanked the fans and the media. So clearly, he hasn't he doesn't have any assurances that he'll be returning. Correct. And Ryan wouldn't do that. Yeah. Last year, he told them, "Tune out the noise. I got to do what I got to do. You're my guy." Think about this, though, Cap. And this is out there in ether as well, as far as Bears fans are concerned. How can you stomach the idea that Matt Eberflus is returning and Justin may not? 
That's a thing out there now because I said at the time, just like the Cubs, just like the White Sox, just like the Blackhawks, just like the Bulls by having Billy Donovan, at some point you have to upgrade. Just like you upgrade your talent, you got to upgrade your front office or your head coach or manager when we talk baseball. Bears didn't do that. I mean, every team is not equipped to do that. Dallas Cowboys, they decided to stick with, stay with McCarthy. Okay, there's a reason for that. But for the Bears, for two years, this is all rebuilding. So what, as you rebuild, when you want to rebuild your head coach, I mean, you want to, it sounds like you might want to rebuild your quarterback, and you have every reason to do so. But again, you have a head coach that is a defensive coordinator that has stabilized the room, but the team scattershot. Three to seven wins is fine, but that's not good enough for me as a fan. Correct. It's not good enough. Correct. It's a shame that the Bears are in this position anyway, but since they are, I like for them to be able to flourish and get it done. So an opportunity to upgrade the head coaching position, and they did not. But Justin could be leaving. That could be on the table. No question about it. No question about it. That is absolutely in play here. He believes that Eberflus is the right guy going forward. Like People I know who know him, they believe Eberflus, he's not in a... Prove it year. Like, he's the guy. That's Ryan's guy. So he knows him better than I know him. I've met the man one time for 12 seconds. Yep. With you. You and I. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was it. Yeah. I listened to the show. Okay. You guys are funny. Mm-hmm. I don't play any of the games, though. I just talk football. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep. Be you, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure talking football with him. He says, I'm a football guy. Love talking football until he didn't want to talk football with us. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Well, do we not talk football with him? True. Huh? That's true. We talk football with him. Correct. Football man will talk football. Correct. Okay. You got it. Then what happened, Cap? (laughs) Some thoughts now from Brock Hewitt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Well, we, we don't want to pile on, Cap. It's been a tough season. Seth, seven and ten. Don't want to be that. We don't want to be those guys. That's correct. Absolutely not. We just want what's best for the Bears. That is it. Sometimes that comes with a feather. Sometimes it comes with a sledgehammer. We move now to... Kick the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Brock Hewitt on Caleb Williams' personality, because I know for some of you that matters on whether or not he's huggable or not. Yeah, I think this year was a little harder, I'll be honest. You know, I think when he ascended, it's always harder to handle prosperity and success. Um, my brother's on staff there at USC as well, so I, I've got quite a bit of background on this. And I'll tell you the one thing uh, that they loved about that dude is he treated everybody incredible. And that's not always the case in Gen Z, especially when they get a lot of stuff handed to them or have earned. Let me rephrase that because he earned all of that NIL and everything that came and all those accolades. But he treated people incredibly well. He was generous. And we don't talk about that very much with quarterbacks. But again, away from my whole like spinning a football, how are you as a human? How do dudes get around? You know, are you just generous in your time and your gifts and, and giving people, you know, like he gives it away. So those things are really, really cool. I think this year handling prosperity was hard. It was hard. I, I, I don't, you know, there was a little drama at times. I don't know if I, you know, love the crying in front of the cameras, even though they tried to hide his face and do all that stuff. Um, he's real. 
I mean, he's a real dude. He doesn't try to fake it. Um, but this year, I think, was much, much more challenging, which should only get him ready for the NFL, man. So thoughts there from Brock. You were talking about Caleb Williams' personality. And so I know it's all part of the makeup because you have to analyze whether or not he's a fit for you. Mm-hmm. not just on the field, but off the field as well. What kind of citizen are you getting? I know that's all part of it. But I'm so hyper-focused on how the Bears can be a better offense with Justin Fields, with Caleb Williams, whoever is back there, because I just think that that's the two options. I know that there's always this outside feeling like, well, maybe there's someone else that Poles likes. I'm sure there's other quarterbacks he does like, but he just knows this has to be right. As the defense gets better, the offense has to catch up. We can't go back to the 06 Bears or other teams where the, the defense was the distinguishing characteristic cap, the offense has to look like an NFL offense. How many numbers have we given over the last few months about where Justin Fields' offense is amongst the worst in the NFL? Especially with yeah. the game on the line the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Nut cutting time. That's right? it. That is it. Now, again, has he been put in the best position to succeed? Absolutely not. Nope. That's a fact. But you have a unique opportunity. Paul's word, not mine, but he's accurate. You have the number one pick in a loaded quarterback class. You better get this right. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Derek in Brooklyn, New York, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Derek, good morning. Yo, yo, good morning, family. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's wrong? Derek, you good, man? Um, man, I've been on hold for a minute, man. I, you know, I mean, I know you guys got other calls, but I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm off today. I ain't have to work. If I was at work, I would have had to hang up. But, man, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. But, you know, miss love talking to you guys. But let me, Cap and Jay, let me, let me ask you guys this, right? Now, with uh, Caleb Williams, haven't you guys both said that when you have an elite quarterback, the elite quarterback can make mediocre talent better, correct? Correct. Okay. So with that being said, if Ryan Poles chooses to, to draft this guy, Williams, and we still have mediocre talent on the team and the only elite receiver is DJ Moore, uh, are you guys as Bears fans willing to deal with that for one year? I'm not saying we're not going to get good talent in the other rounds of the draft, but you don't know how that talent is going to pan out because of you know the so-called later picks in the draft, the talent goes down a little bit. You know, you got some gems in the draft, but you don't never know what you're going to get. So are you guys as Bears fans willing to take that chance with Caleb Williams? Because if we draft him, we're not going to get a haul because we're drafting him. So, But if we do trade him, we're going to get a haul. So what's better for the Bears' future, to get the talent and the players or to get the quarterback, the elite quarterback, and have him deal with mediocre talent? Listen, Love you guys. I just came back from a vacation. I was in the Turks and Caicos, but I was oh, listening while I was out the best. there. You know what I'm saying? Took my daughter. My daughter turned 16 on um, on Monday. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we celebrated her 16th birthday, but I was always listening. I love you guys. And, um, oh, you know, one more thing, one more thing. Listen, I told Jay Moore when he took my call. My last name is Moore also. Jay Moore might be a distant cousin. I got to find out, man. Love you guys. Love you. you guys later. Peace out, brother. Love Derek you. Moore. Bear Take that. Bear down. Take that. Uh, he asks an interesting question. So if you trade that pick and you get a haul, mm-hmm. you better hit on all of them, first of all. And nobody, what is the hit rate in the first round? 50%? Yes, it's not great. That's talking about that first round, number one pick or no, no, no. first round? Just a f- any first round pick. I think the hit rate is 50%. Uh-huh. That they get to the second contract and you would call it a successful pick. 
I mean, let's just be real here. What Bears first-round picks have gotten to a second contract? Mitch didn't. Right. Roquan didn't. Uh, Shea McClellan didn't. Kevin White didn't. Leonard Floyd didn't. Mm-hmm. We traded some picks, so Justin hasn't yet. If you trade it, you better hit on all those picks. That's A. B, Justin better be the guy. Not, well, he's the fourth best in the division, but he's okay. No. Right. You, otherwise, you've got to swing for greatness. Said that to you the other day. Mm-hmm. Swing for greatness. If you don't think Justin will ever be great, and you think this kid has a chance, you've got to take the lottery ticket. You've got to. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Space. Okay, Space, what's your idea? Cap hoodie, what's up? What's up, Spacey? Hey, hey, you know what? Derek brought up a great point. You know, um, when it comes to even, let's think about this for a quick second. Pat Mahomes, he's considered maybe, you know, generational, the best quarterback out there. He makes everybody better. That was the thing. We could get rid of Tyreek Hill, and we'll still have the success. He makes everybody better. This year showed him that it's not always the case. He, You know, you got an agent, Travis Kelsey, and what else do you have? You know, you have to make – yeah, Ray, uh, Rasheed Rice is becoming a player, but they had so many struggles on offense to where Pat Mahomes did not look like that generational talent that we all thought he was. He had a struggle year. You know, you made a point right now as far as – uh, you know, hitting on the first round pick, and well, Jared Goff. They got rid of Jared Goff over there in in uh, L.A., but he's flourishing right now in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know he got a second contract, but he didn't stay with where he went. But he's having a great career right now. Sometimes it's I, I do believe we got to hit on on the on the on the pick, but I mean we we got to give it some time. That we got to just let the pick develop. You know, we, we I I would hate to get Caleb Williams and still be in the same situation, still have so many holes. We got to fill some holes, man. We got to get a center. We got to get a, a left tackle. We got to get a three technique. You know, I, I would love to get another safety. Jalen, I mean, uh, Eddie Jackson, gone, bye-bye. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would love to get some more talent to put around. Uh, I forgot the guy named you had on the interview. but Brock I, he, he brought some. Oh, yes. He brought some great points. Build around. I, I told this to Wadham Civil the other day. Build around Justin. You know, it, it, it's it's the makeup of Baltimore Ravens. Now, Waddle's told me, hey, wait a second. We're talking about a two-time potential. Exactly. It's, we it's got the fourth the best. He's the fourth best quarterback today in our division. So why are you settling? Well, well I don't know if it's settling. Uh, he, how you expect him to be number one, and you don't have nothing around them. If you look at nothing. everybody else in the division, you got really? weapons. Wait, really? you got nothing around him. DJ Moore no, had a career no, high, high in yards. Cole Komet had a career high in catches. I, come on, yeah, I mean... It's not nothing, no. Space. It's not nothing. And, and what does Jordan, what does Jordan Love have up there? You haven't... Oh, n- you can't name one of his receivers. I can... Uh, but all his receivers were proof it guys. You know, they're all young, but they, they're flourishing. I mean, uh, Wicks... Is he ran a four three? He's a he's a speedster to where you just get the ball in his hands and it's a punt return. Just watch him work. You know you got uh, uh, Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. He just had what did he do in his uh, playoff round? He had a, a breakout game, one hundred sixty some yards. What six seven catches? He's a big target guy. Hey, I mean, what what got, round did Dontavian Wicks, who's this breakaway speed demon? What round did he go? 
I think fourth. Fifth. Late. Fifth. Fifth, fifth round. And we drafted Tyler Scott. Same kind of guy. Jet quick in the fourth round. My point is they, give him the ball. they got the quarterback right. I hear you. And, and, and also, they got to develop their quarterback. Jordan Love sat three years behind a Hall of Fame quarterback, learning, sitting there. I mean, you look at his mechanics. He's Aaron Rodgers-esque. You know, he's throwing off the back foot, doing some things, that little side arm. He, he, he learned. He got a chance. We threw Justin in the fire, but we expect him to come out cool. You got it. He's going to smoke a little bit. He's in the fire. He's a young guy. You don't give him no time to learn and develop. No so now we've got to go through the He's going pain. into his fourth year. Romeo I, Dobbs I is a fourth-round pick. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? I know, I know he's going in his fourth year, but with what? How are you going to count all those other years when he was playing with backups? Lucas Patrick can't start on 30 on thirty teams in the NFL as a center. Name another team with a worse set. He he hasn't scored over 20, 25th in the PFF this whole season when it came to centers. Okay. He hasn't scored Go over sign 25th. the center. You got $65 million in cap space before you release anybody. Oh, and by the way, Bo Melton, who tortured the Bears. Yeah, Bo Melton's a seventh-round pick. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, you want me to drop? You want Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors and John Alt at left tech? Dude, that's not reality. Yeah, and you great talk- quarterbacks are what do they uh, Wild call them? Multipliers. Yeah, and then of course with the Green Bay Packers talking about Jordan Love. Yeah, he did sit for a while, but look at the infrastructure. That was still a winning product with Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Maybe an underachieving one at times, but they were able to beat the Bears' ass. And they were in the class of the division for a long time with, with Jordan Love sitting and watching. The infrastructure was there. Can you imagine if the Bears had used a first-round pick, traded up, and drafted a quarterback, didn't get Justin the help that everyone says he's got to have, and he sat for three years? Sports radio would be on fire. What an idiot. What are they doing up there? Green Bay knows what they're doing. Looking at those, um, those quarterbacks that were taken in the first round or the number one pick, so it is Bryce Young. How's that working? Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Joe Burrow. Stud. Kyler Murray in 2019. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Had a really good year this year, but he's on his third team. Jared Goff in 2016. Taking the Rams to the Super Bowl, and he's got the Lions on track. Jameis Winston in 2015. Hanging around. Hanging around. Andrew Luck in 2012. Stud. Uh, Cam Newton in 2011. Took his team to the Super Bowl. Sam Bradford in 2010. Bust. Uh, Matt Stafford in 09. Stud. Jamarcus Russell in 07. Bust. Alex Smith, 05. They had a really good career. I mean, I, I wouldn't call him the greatest, but I think he made a... I know he went to the Pro Bowl. I think he was an All-Pro one year. Yep. Yeah. Eli Manning, 04. Going to go to the Hall of Fame. Carson Palmer, 03. Pretty good. Pretty solid. David Carr, 02. Bust. Mike Vick, 01. Through legal troubles, it never quite worked out. He was really good. Tim Couch in 99. Bust. Peyton Manning, 98. Hall of Fame. Drew Bledsoe in 93. Had a good career, but not great. He got beat out by Brady when he got hurt. Jeff George in 90. No. Bust. Or that was supposed to be Jay Cutler. Correct. (laughs) And Troy Aikman, 89. Hall of Fame. Okay. So, so you talk about that hit rate, right, with the quarterback. You got I mean, Elway in there yeah. as well. Yeah. So, Shay, you have the uh, hit rate at other positions? 
Yeah, this is uh, a stretch of 2009 to 2018, so it gives everybody the opportunity to sign a second contract by the time they've gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, center, only seven were taken in the first round. They don't get taken. If they are, they're practical guarantees. 88% of them got a second contract on the team that took them. Tackles, only 18 taken, 55%. Edge, uh, now you're getting a lot more players, 45%. Quarterback is actually the fourth best. And 40% of quarterbacks taken in the first round get a second contract on the team that drafted them. 40%. That means 60% of them bust out. But it also means that's a better hit rate than corner, defensive tackle, guard, safety, wide receiver, running back, linebacker, or tight end. Interesting. What do you think of that? 40% though, 40-60. On the quarterback. Correct. And the Bears have an opportunity to take an edge in Dallas Turner or Latu from UCLA potentially, as well as Caleb Williams, two of the top four positions and hit rate in the draft. Now, the reason why it's that number at the quarterback position, Cap, is because look at the organizations they're going to. Usually those organizations are dumpster fires. You know, for the better organization, if they had a top-level quarterback, they could be able to handle it because their front-line quarterback could be stellar, and then they could, if they were to draft that high and get a quarterback, they'd say, wait. Kind of like the Green Bay Packers. Perfect example of what I'm talking about. That 40-60 is because usually those are bad organizations that don't know what to do with, kinda with top-notch talent out of college. Don't know what to do. They don't have the infrastructure. Bad GM, bad coaching, bad scheme. Uh, player not ready for the next level. Not used to losing. As you well know, in college basketball, that could be a thing as well. You can, you've won all your life in high school and, and college. You get to the pros like, wait a minute, I'm actually losing games? They don't know how to handle it, some. So I just think that's all-encompassing. Um, Bears are picking one and nine. Yep. So they're, they're going to have a shot at one of the quarterbacks, obviously. Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Rome Adunze, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jane Daniels, that's six. You got the left tackle at Penn State, Fashanu. You got the left tackle at Notre Dame, um, John Alt. Joe Alt. Joe Alt, sorry. John's his dad, right? Yeah, John's so. his dad. Um, okay, who else? Uh, Brock Bowers. So that you're going to get one of the quarterbacks, and then you have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You're going to get. One of the stud left tackles, one of the wide receivers, or Brock Bowers at nine, if you don't trade. There's a scenario that we could paint for you offensively for the Bears. We'll give you that and take more of your phone calls. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Captain J. Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. Here's today's headline Headline. with Captain J. Hood. Here are the headlines. The Bulls in Toronto tonight. Well, the Blackhawks game last night was postponed due to heavy snow again in Buffalo. They'll play tonight against the Sabres on the road. You can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago, but the play-by-play man, Chris Vosters, couldn't get there. So they will have a fill-in play-by-play man tonight. Jay Hood's on his way to Buffalo. Could you imagine? Here's a draw! I have no idea how to do that. (laughs) Bill Belichick will get a second interview with the football brain trust of the Atlanta Falcons. His first interview over the weekend was with Arthur Blank only. He and the owner discussed philosophy. They have agreed 
to move the ball forward down the field, and they will meet again. They become the front runner to land Bill Belichick. We'll see if it happens. So opposite. If you missed the news last night, the Dallas Cowboys are keeping Mike McCarthy. He has one year left on his contract. Jable. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Stitches got cut off there. She did. She got to know it's Chicago. The rest of it. She (laughs) did. Stitches. Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESP 1000 and streaming on the ESP Chicago app. I can't wait to send that to her. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Did you check your uh, your text messages, by the way? Did you check it? I haven't. The morning show chain. Jay Moore puts out a scenario here. There's a graphic. Could you imagine next season... Justin Fields being the quarterback for this Bears team next season with Cole Komet, DJ Moore, and the addition of Marvin Harrison and Malik Neighbors. So two rookies along with DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and Justin Fields. See this graphic? Damn. What do you think of what that looks like? What do you think? What if? Well, again, everybody assumes that you're going to get this unreal haul for trading one. You're going to get a great haul, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they're assuming... That one of the teams at two or three is going to give you insane draft capital. I don't believe Malik Neighbors is still on the board at nine. I do not. I know the Bears love him. I don't think he's there at pick number nine. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., if and only if Washington and New is New England three? Mm-hmm. I think they're two. No, two is Washington. Yeah, three. Okay. They're assuming that Washington and New England are all in on wanting Caleb. They may want Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone else wants to come up. How far are you willing to go back? It's not as easy as everybody makes it seem. You're going to get a really good haul like you did last year. But are you getting Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three? Are you going to address your offensive line at some point in this draft? And I don't mean in the fifth round. But if that happened, just just say hypothetically, if it happened, somebody will be open. I guarantee you. Well, they have that similar situation in Cincinnati. They didn't even make the playoffs. Their quarterback went down. They have T. Higgins, stud. Jamar Chase, stud. Tyler Boyd, really good receiver. Really good. Joe Mixon, he's better than any running back we have. So who gets him the ball, Jay Moore? Justin. Oh, how's that? He's in the graph. Okay, I, I see him there, but still. Is he going to see somebody open? Like, all of a sudden, I checked it. He said, oh, there's Jay Moore. We're so excited. Jay Moore's like, yeah, we got Marvin Harrison. We got Malik Neighbors. We got DJ Moore, Cole Komet. And he checks it down to Roshan Johnson for two yards. <laughs> He's running away from pressure right. again. Like, right. <laughs> or Tanyan drops it. Well, have cl- Hoodie, we won't just have clips of DJ Moore waving his hands wide open downfield. It'll be Neighbors and Marvin Harrison waving their hands. Yo, I'm yo. Open. 
open. Yo, yo. Then there's, then there's Jay Moore running down the steps of Soldier Field, hopping on the field to just shake Justin. Like, hey, man, don't you see these guys open? <laughs> uh, no, I would just check it right down here to Khalil Herbert. Right. And we'll have our guy, who I love, Tom Thayer. Yeah. Throw it! Throw it. <laughs> I thought it was just an interesting graphic. No, it is so. interesting because, because those are the weapons that you need. See now you're a young off you're a young dynamic offense anyway because you've got Justin Fields there. But what if, right? What if many are looking at Marvin Harrison saying that's the elixir the Bears need? If you got DJ Moore on one side, Marvin Harrison the other, let's go, let's roll it back. Okay, someone's got to get him the ball. Yep, no question. And then what's the and what's the scheme? How do you get it there? Correct. All huge. All massive. There is Leo and Lake in the Hills on ESPN 1000. Leo, good morning. Hello, good morning. How you doing? What's up, Leo? Tune in. We're, uh, I'm right here driving. Uh, I wanted to comment on how to fix the Bears offense. They, okay. they have off- offensive coordinators that are playing Justin Fields like if he's Justin Herbert, like if he's a passer. You want to make him a passer? Get him a stud running back. Like who's available? Saquon Barkley. Open up the field. Who you draft first? Help uh, on the wide receiver. Because right now, Justin's second best receiver is Cole Komet. Cole Komet is good, but he's not second uh, best receiver in the team good. So how are you getting so, Saquon Barkley? They didn't, uh, isn't uh, Saquon Barkley and Giants parting ways? They yes. haven't said that yet. Now, so. maybe that'll happen. Are you paying that kind of money for a running back? Because you're going to use up all your cap space Get Jalen Johnson signed. You're going to give Saquon Barkley insane money is what he's looking for. So what you're saying, Leo, is that because he's a pocket pass, if the Bears are trying to turn him into a pocket passer, you've got to have a stud running back in order to do that. That's what you're saying? Yeah, you open up the field. Uh, the defense is not going to know what to do. Khalil Herbert, he'll probably be good with Patrick Mahomes, with Josh Allen, uh, yeah. even Trevor Lawrence, yeah. but not here. Now with Justin Fields. Justin Fields needs a stud running back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, You obviously you can't get him no more. But, I mean, go, go after Saquon. That's and a, have uh, draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. There's a lot of tread on the Saquon uh, Barkley tires, I would yes. say, at that age. Yes. That's why the yeah, Giants. I, I, me, personally, yeah. I'm not doing that. A lot, and not that I don't like Saquon Barkley. I'm not paying him the kind of money that he's going to want. No. No, no, no. A lot of trend on those tires, Cap, so that's not the younger assets you want at the running back position. I would say no. I want more help on the offensive line. Period. Yeah. Go out and fix your freaking line once and for all. Get a stud center who recognizes fronts, controls the line of scrimmage, and is a beast. Might get another guard. Mike Impelos Heights on ESPN 1000. Mike, good morning. Hey. Hi, Hoodie. Hi, Cap. What's uh, up, buddy? I got a couple of points that uh, I hope I love the show, by the way. I listen Thank every day. Thank you. Uh, you guys are great. So I think that uh, there's only one way that uh, uh, Ryan Poles can go and put yourself in his shoes. He's the GM. He drafts this guy, Khalib. I think it will give him another two to three years on his contract. As Cap has pointed out on a couple of earlier remarks, if I think if he doesn't do well, um, that could be a death sentence for the, for him, and he's out. And then think about this. 
regardless of what Fields does on the year. If he has a pretty good year or if he has a crappy year, either way, he's going to be an expensive uh, decision at the end of this coming year, 24. So those are a couple points. In addition, I've got a, I want to make a couple other points because I've been listening to everything. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that um, when you hear some of the comments about like uh, this Kaleeb's ability, a couple of Mike, call him Cam- is, is Caleb, Ka- Mike, Mike, stop. <laughs> Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Yes. You see, it's not it's Caleb. It's, Kaleeb. it's not Kaleeb. It's Caleb. Okay, Caleb. Okay. Well, brother I'm learn his Kaleeb. Name brother Kaleeb. Learn his name. How are you doing, brother but, Kaleeb? Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, well, think about this. They said they. I mean, you, if you read the articles, they said it's 17 years old. This guy could read defenses and make alterations on the spot. That's a pretty. So it sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And then you read. I just read another one. I think one of the guys was one of your analysts on ESPN said that um, they went back and looked at all the quarterbacks recently drafted, and the only guy that they would have picked in ahead of him was Andrew Luck, and also. Um, here's another interesting point. I made this comment last June in the summer. I called into a Sylvian Waddle show. I happened to be up at Kohler. I was playing golf, and I was with all the Packers. Had their executive offsite, hey. and I was. And so we kept running into these guys on the par threes. And I was talking to one of the the coaches, and I said, "You know, how's it going this year without Rogers?" And he said, "Well, we're all smiling here, aren't we?" And then I said, "Hey, you know, I'm from Chicago. What do you think of our?" QB. Now, this was back in last June. Mm-hmm. He said, you mean the best running back in the NFL? Oh, a wow. shot. Shots a fired. shot. I love the Sylvian Waddle show. <laughs> Mike, it's a good call, man. Thanks so much for checking in. And t- tell us your thoughts on Brother Khalib. All right, coming up. <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love our city. I swear. I mean, we are just the city of pron- mispronunciations. We are. That's what we the are. Trebinsky. Kaminsky Park, <laughs> Soldiers Field, Badgent. that that street, Badgent, that street over there, Justine Goat. Field, Goat. It's Gerda, <laughs> the jewels, the jewels. It's the best. This is this is why I love my city. It's the best. Just, he just calls in and tells it's us our home, baby. About Kaleeb. brother Kaleeb. brother Kaleeb. Me and Jay Moore know a brother Kaleeb. Wow. Yes, ah, brother Kaleeb. The brother. <laughs> what about Luke Getsky. We got that. Got a number of that too. I mean, this, this, I mean and, and we blame Harry Carey for all of it <laughs> because Harry said it was okay to mispronounce names. Correct. And so now it's a part of our, it's part of our, our charm Mark here in Grugs, Chicago. I'll call him the G Man. Samir, not gonna work, work here, here anymore. anymore. Exactly. It is the Cap and J Hood cut of the day, right around the corner on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Now time for the Cap and Jay Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. That would be David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Gem. On LaSalle, north side Chicago River, it's a must-eat-to restaurant, or must-eat-at restaurant. Jay Moore! Yo! Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! In my house, like, 
We'll be sitting in the kitchen, you know, done with dinner. Sure. We watch TV or whatever. And she'll, you want to go upstairs? Yep. And I will run up the stairs. Run. <laughs> Holy. Here I come. Come and on. I will put the, put the gate up that we have that keeps that from coming upstairs. Uh-huh. And wow. then she and I will go upstairs. The dogs are stuck with their toys down in the kitchen. Barking. Sparky doesn't. Stanley does. Stanley does, yes. So, close the door. Music on. Hey, Alexa. Play whatever. And bam. Let's go. Hey, Alexa. Play ESPN 1000. Walking <laughs> <laughs> a bell on. Bam. Amber and Ian. Hey. Wow. Hey, Alexa. Play Chauncey's. Great outdoors. <laughs> Oh, God. Hey, good for you on a Saturday morning. Oh, little Saturday morning delight. Take that, Chauncey. You got a listener. Me and Mindy. Next time I'm in bed, I'm going to think of Chauncey. I'm going to really get pissed. Immediate shrinkage. Honey, am I not turning you on? No, Chauncey's in my mind right now. Hey, would you like to be in a hammock with me? A hammock. <laughs> Could you imagine? Get your rod and reel out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Could you imagine? Get You're your... Get your pole in there. Get your pole in there. Hey. Get <laughs> the throws of sex and Chauncey's on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Sex and Chauncey in the same sentence. How about that, everybody? And that's all, folks. The Cap and J-Hood cut of the day. That would be brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Again, it's on LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River, and it's awesome. Cap, uh, this story has come out again. Regarding the flying cars, artificial intelligence, and parallel parking. You and I thought that when we grew up watching the Jetsons, that at some point when we were adults, we'd have the flying cars. Correct. Cap, it's out here again. 2024 start off with a bang at, uh, at CES. This is what they're talking about here. Auto Week it had this story about how General Motors, Ford, some other people are all, they skipped the event but they're still thinking about the possibility of a flying car. Cap, I told you, this is just not going to happen, man. Maybe not in our lifetime. I mean, where, where is the inventor, the reinventor of X to get this done? Where's Musk with this? When we started the show, we talked a lot because Danny was so enamored with Elon Musk, the, the proprietor of Twitter. Well, where, where is the flying car? Where is that? And these will be part of that, too, to try to get that done? I would think. I mean, a plug-in car. I mean, th- that falls along the same lines of jetpacks. We get our jetpacks to get you from uh, place to place. We get that yet? You imagine that? Where is that? I mean, you imagine no traffic, just flying through the air with a jetpack. Oh man. Okay. What about the full-service washing machine? You ever remember that? There was a, th- a model out there of the one machine washing, drying, and folding. Oh, my God. Think about it. They could do all everything, not the top-bottom or side-to-side washer-dryer. Washer-dryer in the same contraption with the folding of the, of, the, of the clothes. How about like a robot that you come home, hey, Cap, how was your day today? What yes. would you like for lunch? And the robot, remember Rosie, Rosie. on the Jetsons? Yeah. George, would you like a sandwich? And bam. 
The 60s cartoons were ahead of their time, but it's 2024. Where's my Rosie the Robot? Correct. Where's my flying car? Correct. Where's my washer that can help uh, fold the clothes, too? When we were on a long road trip, my dad would always say, I'll hit the flying button, boys. We'll go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what it is. Thanks, Dad. Thank you so much for listening and calling in and being part of the program on Cap and Jay Hood. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. How about a football Friday tomorrow? Let's do it. Rock and roll, baby. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.